0: I am followed by Sean, Nick, Nick, and today we are here to recap week 8 of the NFL. Uh, this week was an amazing week for the NFL, so we're going to recap about it. The first game I want to talk about is New York Football Giants versus the Seattle Seahawks. Now I would like to mention all these Giants fans talking about their new era and this new team and this and that, and Brian Dable, Coach of the Year. My main thing right here is um, uh, Brian Dable got out coached in live television. Everything Pete Carroll wanted to happen that game happened for him. And that <coughs> is ultimately a result of the coach. I mean, now they want to blame it on their team, but yet when they win, it's a result of the coach. Therefore, the Seahawks are a much better team. The Giants and this this is the beginning of the end of the Giants. They have one more game against the Cowboys, two against the Eagles, two against the Commanders. Um it's not gonna look good for them. However, notable mentions, Geno Smith is actually a great quarterback in the NFL this year. He like he is amazing. And and Kenneth Walker was huge, especially on that third down run, that third and goal run that really sealed the game. That was amazing.
1: Yeah, I mean the Giants, you know, I think we saw Daniel Jones in the past couple of weeks, you know, be good for this offense, including Saquon Barkley too. But Saquon Barkley was not there. Um, Geno Smith was the better quarterback in this matchup. Um, this could be the end for the Giants. Um, I mean, I don't see them being the second seed anymore.
2: Yeah, and they uh, they run them off. I need it right back. Geno Smith is him. Another great performance. Should have been three touchdowns. Tyler Lockett yeah, dropped that Tyler. wide open, uh, perfect dime from Geno Smith, best quarterback in the league, uh, minus, uh, you know, the greatest Mac Jones, Touchdown. obviously. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, Daniel Jones didn't score any touchdowns this game. Uh, I'm not really sure if Daniel Jones is that great of a quarterback <coughs> when put up against a Decent defense. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, another game where Saquon Barkley is uh, pretty much non existent.
3: Yeah. That's right. And uh, another garbage game by uh, Daniel Jones, you know, New York's finest. Uh, and, um, you know, when we really needed Saquon the most, uh, he didn't show up, even though he's supposed to. Uh, you know, throughout every game, uh, he's always been a fourth quarter player. And obviously, he wasn't even that tonight, uh, uh, Sunday night. Uh, And then uh, Geno Smith, another great performance, obviously one of the best rookies. Um, you know, I have to give credit where credit's due. I mean, as much as uh, the Giants are such a great team, I mean, you know, uh, Geno Smith is one of the better quarterbacks. And he's definitely better than Daniel Jones, so I'll give it to him. Uh, yeah, about this fourth quarter team topic.
0: Uh, how do you guys like that New York Football Giants? You guys had outscored fourteen to three in the fourth quarter. This is supposed to be your quarter, man. I mean, it's fine. It's not. It, it's okay. It's okay it's
1: because
0: six, you we're six guys, and two. <coughs> it's
1: not that big of a deal. All right, we'll bounce
0: that. because we're the joke yes. Nick, I apologize for that. However, this Nick is now going to get his feast day because this next team I want to talk about is the New York Jets, ladies and gentlemen. Time and time again, rookie teams make a run for it, and their inexperience kills them. This was a crucial game for the Jets alone. Uh, With the rough schedule coming up forward, the Jets needed this win uh, if they had any shot at making the playoffs. And, well, they choked and they lost. Uh, Zach Wilson, I don't want to say he had a terrible game, but the three picks really did ultimately hurt them at the end. Uh Ramontra Stevenson was really the huge part for the for the Patriots this game. Uh, is really um, he carried the offense through and through. Uh, again, the uh, the injury of Breeze Hall really hurt the Jets too. They had um, fifty one total rushing yards in four quarters, which was god awful. And it seems like at a point in the game, especially the second half. Uh, the Jets stopped rushing the ball, uh, which really hurt the Jets ultimately.
1: And moving forward, this loss is going to be detrimental for the Jets. Yeah, I mean the Jets. You know, getting James Robinson from the Jaguars—you expected him to do what we Hall has been doing um, before he got injured. But you know, seeing that he only get uh, got I think twenty yards, was it? Yeah. you expect like oh you know is he going to be like this for the rest of the season um, and you think whether or not he's going to help this main, uh, help this Jets team uh, be over 500 this year
2: yeah greatest uh, team in the league getting another uh, really difficult W against a really good team the Jets are a good team uh, I don't think anybody can deny that on a four game win streak but uh, you know Mr. Belichick had to go in there and uh, you know really stick it in Zach Wilson's heart. Um, You know, Mac Jones is going to be the starter from now on. I think the Bailey uh, Zappi story arc is over. I mean, Bailey Zappatron nine thousand. He had his hour, Uh, but now it's Mac Jones' time to uh, take over the team. And uh, it was a classic game from Zach Wilson. You know, because Zach Wilson over these past few years has either been, uh, you know, 300-plus uh, passing yards or, like, 150 passing yards. Uh, Wilson is very inconsistent, uh, and I'm not sure if he's
3: uh, a really good quarterback. Yeah, so, uh, again, touching the Zach Wilson topic, 20 for 41. Decent yards, but 20 for 41 is a pretty insane uh, stat there. Um, but, uh, you know, another dub from the Patriots. I mean, they're, they're you know, they're 4-4. Four four. Nice. I mean, you know, not the best, but not the worst. I mean, again, Bailey Zappi era is over. I think we can all say, right? Right, we could say Zappi's yeah. I mean, the best zappy. player. Um, that jersey's still coming. So. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: um, this next game really makes me happy as uh, both New Jersey teams failed to... Um, sort of represent, I guess, New Jersey and New York at the <coughs> same time, but, you know, the, the real New York team had to step in, and uh, it's Sunday night primetime game, the Buffalo Bills, and nothing to say here, uh, the Bills did look shaky in the second half, uh, very sloppy play, two picks by Josh Allen, uh, for Bills fans, I wouldn't worry, we are coming off of the bye, we were practically killing them all game. Uh, Some notable mentions, uh, Josh Allen actually slid in-game for once, which actually makes me happy because he's sort of preserving his body for the playoffs and he's uh, ensuring his health more, which I like the most. And um, again, about this topic on um, preserving health and the playoffs, we see Josh Allen's completion rate be lower, uh, sort of because he's throwing the ball away now way more often than usual. Um, he's not taking the rush plays that he can take because again, he doesn't want to get hit very hard that can ruin his uh, season or impact something but nonetheless, we came up with a W. Explosive offense and Stefan Diggs was just amazing for us this game.
2: Yeah, and a pretty uh, awful game by the Bills, if I'm being honest. I mean, you put their performance And put them up against any other team in the league besides the Packers. Um, And that would have been an easy win for the other team. The Patriots would have won that one. Um, But yeah, Josh Allen just barely positive in terms of the completion percentage. And, uh, you know, one of those annual awful games from Josh Allen.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Bills, um, I want to say they're a top two team in the league right now. I still have the Eagles over the Bills. Um, And I'll put the Patriots at three, you know, just for that. Um, but no, I mean, the Bills scoring only 27 against the Packers, and seeing what the Packers are doing right now, this was an off game for the Bills. Coming off of a bye week, I think next week, they're going to be all warmed up, and probably going to score 30, 35, maybe 40 against the Jets. Um, the Packers just suck this year. There's no other way to say it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, he is not a bad quarterback, um, definitely not the greatest, um, but yeah. I mean, yeah, and uh, there's a, just a lot of struggles
0: uh, for this Green Bay Packers team, and it's a lot of miscommunications. And this was the game for Rodgers. He said he liked being in this position. And well, he ultimately fell short. Uh, <clears throat> his next game I want to recap was our London game, and well, ladies and gentlemen, I think it's safe to say now, Trevor <clears throat> Lawrence is not who I thought he was. Trevor Lawrence started off the season really hot. He had a couple rough games, and uh, you know, this this like this game was this game was the factor for me. Trevor Lawrence absolutely sucked in this game if it wasn't for Travis Etienne they would have gotten blown out by a horrible Denver Broncos team I mean seriously they had ultimately nobody on offense um, Wilson stepped it up a little bit he, he, he was great and uh, their rushing game is really what carried them the most they had two rushing touchdowns and Latavius Murray
1: actually being very clutch and crucial for them yeah, I mean, both of these offenses are just not the greatest. Um, Trevor Lawrence, um, he didn't have that creative a game. Um, and now the Jaguars are 2-6. and six. You know, I thought the Jaguars were going to at least be over 500. Um, they still can be. Not likely, though. Um, without James Robinson, you know, a key player for the Jaguars, I mean, this Jaguars team is really nothing. Um, Broncos... Got a lucky win. I'm gonna say the Broncos are still not a great team. Um, Russell Wilson has not been what the Broncos were looking for, and yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, as everybody here knows, uh,
3: my you know desperate hatred for uh, Russell Wilson. Um, you know, I think uh, you know decent game from him. I mean, again, they got. I, I have to call this a fluke, this is a fluke win, this is a four point win. Um, I think the Jaguars could have won this, honestly, but um, yeah, not, you know, I guess Russell Wilson, decent game, but other than that, I mean, I, I still hate Russell Wilson, I still don't think he's any good of a quarterback whatsoever.
2: Yeah, and uh, this really goes to show how useless the Jacksonville Jaguars offseason was. Um, you know, uh, acquiring so many key players over the offseason pretty much for nothing now with Travis Etienne pretty much being the only life on this team. Uh, but the Jaguars uh, going into this season there was some little bit of hype surrounding their name but I don't think anybody really expected them to be a good team. Uh, but the Broncos Uh, they really had a lot of pressure put on them because everybody expected the Broncos to be this incredible, you know, Super Bowl contender level team, and they aren't uh, because Nathaniel Hackett is an awful coach that's part of it, but Russell Russell Wilson has not been playing the same that he has been playing in the past um, and that's just part of the problem, that's a very flawed team
0: yeah, for real this uh, next game I want to talk about is also a game that saddens me it was the Thursday night football game, and my prediction for the second week. What's wrong? And, uh, yeah, all right, have your moment. Uh, everyone else around me chose Baltimore. Now I wasn't gonna be I wasn't gonna be dumb enough to bet against Brady, but if there's a year to bet against uh-huh. Brady, it's uh it's this year for sure. Yeah, especially with the divorce. Um. I think ultimately, this game came down to a few factors. One factor I want to talk about was how the Bucks' rush offense was non-existent, therefore, forced Tom Brady to straight pass the ball, and that where you get, and that's where you get his twenty-six or forty-four completion. There was also another part of the game I was very skeptical uh, skeptical about, where uh, it was 4th and goal. They were down a couple. Uh, I think it was, yeah, 17-10 or something, or 20, or 20-10 or something. And they tried to kick a field goal instead of go for it on 4th and goal. Which, I did not like that decision at all because... I mean, at that point, like, you gotta try to get points, and you got it, but you gotta try to maximize your point effort. And this last takeaway I have is that the Buccaneers' defense in the second half was atrocious. It was god awful. It was non-existent. A team that just shut out uh, them for a quarter, uh, a quarter before, has just allowed twenty-four points in the second half. Which it it was just a horrible game all around for the Buccaneers. And now they're sit. uh, Now they sit in second place, two games, uh, two games behind five hundred you got to start questioning if the playoffs
3: is even a realistic thing for this team. So, yeah, so the Buccaneers uh, letting up that many points, um, you know, in the final quarters. Pretty, you know, the defense has been definitely slacking off, but enough about the defense. Honestly, uh, Tom Brady, um, you know, again, you know, fails to uh, succeed. Um, And I guess... Uh, his wedding ring will be the last ring he'll be wearing, um, and you know, it, it sucks, you know, to see a goat like this, uh, you know, fall. But we see, it, you know, we see it all the time with basically every sports athlete. Um, so unfortunately,
1: we're seeing the downfall of Tom Brady.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah I mean, this Ravens team, um, I'm liking the Ravens this year. Um, I have them winning that uh, instead of the Bengals, um, but you know Lamar Jackson has not been playing as well as he did the first two games, as I said last week. But they're still managing to win games. Um, I think um, one of their key players is definitely Mark Andrews, their tight end. Um, but he has been injured the past two games. Uh, only went 15 yards, I think, which is. Left in the first quarter after a minute and a half. He had 33. 33? But. 33, mm-hmm. but still, I mean... He left after the first half, though. He wasn't there. You can't let Mark Andrews be injured Andrew two games in a row. Yeah, like, and there's
0: one thing I do want to mention about that is... um, The
1: Ravens won two games without Mark Andrews, and
0: Isaiah likely has been really huge for them, uh, stepping up in the role of Mark Andrews. Who? Isaiah say likely. Never heard of him. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's sort of a like backup tight end. Yeah,
2: but... he's like Mr. Irrelevant. So. Uh, yeah, uh, awful game for Tom Brady. Uh, you know, good good passing yards, but this is what Tom Brady does. Yeah, gets like three hundred passing yards, but uh, scores little to no touchdowns. Uh, and I think that's because Brady uh, he needs a good run game to pair with pair with him because when you force Brady to pass all the time he makes really awful decisions <laughs> um, and now you know Leonard Fournette as you're starting running back somebody who has been much worse
0: than before uh, you know now he's aging and stuff um, it's really hurting this offense and Tom Brady's production as they have to uh, force to be passing the ball 40-50 times a game uh, this next game I want to talk about uh, this next game I want to talk about was the Monday night football game. And would you believe once again I was also wrong. Joe Burrow let me down. However, however, however though. The Bengals this is a notable mention, notable addition. Um, the Bengals lost Jamar Chase prior to this game. He's out for four to six weeks. And you know. I still had the Bengals winning this game, uh, but ultimately Cleveland just destroyed the Bengals. There was like there was barely any offense for Joe Burrow. Uh, their rushing attack was awful too. only 36 rushing yards and four quarters. Uh, and the Bears stomped on them and the Bears again took advantage, they stomped on them. And one notable mention is that the Browns superstar players and their star players got it done for them, you know, with Amari Cooper and Nick Chubb and Miles Garrett. You know, even players like Deion Jones being huge for the, ben- I mean, for the Browns in this one. I also want to mention that the Bengals allowed five sacks this game. Uh, so, you know, offense was also really hard to come by.
2: You know, it was an awful game for the Bengals. Um, Joe Burrow, who is uh, Joe Scheisse, has been having a really good season. But uh, I guess this one just wasn't it for him. Uh, and I I, think that, I don't know why the Browns' defense was playing so good against them. I think Jamar Chase was a big part of their game plan. And now that you take him out of the picture, you have to rely on T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Um, and, and I think the Browns took advantage of that. And they got the win.
1: Jamar Chase being a key factor for the Bengals team. Now, uh, sorry, the Bengals now missing Jamar Chase is a huge key for them because Joe Burrow, his main guy is Jamar Chase. Without Jamar Chase, who does he want to throw to? Joe Mixon? Um, I mean, any other wide receiver or running back, to be honest. But, I mean, Jamar Chase was his number one guy. Um, and you have to think, with that – would that would them be three and four – you know, you saw this Bengals team coming from what they had last season. You had them being a good team. Um, I mean, now, for me, I have them under 500. and um, I don't see them winning that division. So, um,
3: yeah, so losing Jamar Chase is definitely pretty huge uh, for the Bengals. I mean, Joe Mixon not having, you know, good enough of a game, uh, I guess, uh, to uh, counter the uh, Browns. But... I mean, we also also talk about Joe Burrow. Um, you know, his passing yards weren't too horrible. I mean, uh, right. So, uh, but other than that, I mean, Joe Mixon's gonna have to step up now. Definitely, uh, definitely work with uh, Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second game we wanted to talk about is um, the Dolphins
0: and the Lions. Uh, now, this game was uh, this was a very great game. You know, it was uh, heavy action from start to finish. However, ultimately the the Detroit Lions getting shut out in the second half is what killed them the most. Jared Goff, I will like to mention, had a great had a great game, twenty seven for thirty seven, three twenty one yards, a touchdown. Jamal Williams had two TDs. Ultimately, this game just came down to their receiving. Um, <clears throat> the leading receiver had eighty yards. Hawkinson, who got now traded to the Vikings, uh, he only had three receptions. They're only receiving touchdown came from DeAndre Swift. Monra was um, sort of non-existent this game. Uh, he picked up some yards of scrimmage, but this Dolphins team has, uh, you know, came big up in this game. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna overhype this team as they did beat the one in six Detroit Lions. Uh, you know who also have the worst defense in the league. However, I will like to mention. Tyreek Hill has has really been amazing for the Dolphins. He had 188 yards, and he
1: like he was amazing in this game, really helping out this Dolphins offense. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, this Dolphins team, you know, with two of being injured in back to back games, you know, earlier in the season, you know, you expected this Dolphins team to not be anything. Um, with uh, those two backup quarterbacks, you know. But now you see Tua has been back for two games, and the Dolphins are 5-0 and when Tua is starting as their quarterback. Um, y- you have to think um, whether or not this Dolphins team can actually make a push to the postseason um, most likely won't win their division. Uh, Bill's on top. Um, but you have to think, this Dolphins team can be realistically good. Um, and I see them being a good team in the AFC.
2: Yeah, and, um, you know, there's been a lot of shame, a lot of dirt thrown to um, Tua Tagovailoa's name on this podcast. Um, <coughs> and I think sucks. that Tua is a great quarterback. I mean, look at the statistics. 5-0 looks- and 0 as their starter. They've been 0-3 without him. He is... One of the best quarterbacks in the league, undebatably. One of the best. Um, and, you know, <clears throat> they have one of the best receiving courts. I mean, that can't be denied. Yeah. Um, you know, Hill's got almost a 1,000 receiving yards already this season. But, um, you know, uh, it, it's actually pretty cool to see Tua coming back because I'm pretty sure everybody thought that their season was over as soon as, as, soon as Tua got injured. uh and now that he's back and they're winning again, I think the hype's still there. I think they can definitely uh, steal the wild card spot over the uh, you know over the Patriots or the Jets.
0: Uh yeah, uh, this next game we want to talk about is another great game from Sunday, <laughs> one o'clock game is the Panthers and the Falcons, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. after the uh the Panthers traded CMC last week, they won a game. This week it seemed like the narrative was going to be the same. Unfortunately, it was not because kicker Eddie Pinero can't make a kick to save his life. He couldn't make an extra point, which ultimately sent them to overtime. And then in overtime, he missed the field goal, which gave the Falcons the win, 37-34. Notable mention: D.J. Moore, great hail mary, uh, touchdown, uh like pass caught and P.J. Walker had another great game this Falcons team is really starting to become one of my favorite teams to watch though Uh, this is a young team you know with with Tyler Allegiant and uh, Drake London you know Kyle Pitts this Falcons team is now in first place in the uh, in their division And Mariota however he did not play perfect this game he played good enough to get a win which was um. Really crucial, but the Panthers. This is their tanking season. However, the Falcons should really make a push for this playoffs. That they're looking legit right now.
1: Yeah, I mean this Falcons team. Um, don't sleep on them. Um, this is a team that you cannot sleep on because their offense is where it is at right now. Um, they could win their division. Um, it's possible. Um, but definitely, if you see them in the playoffs, uh, don't think they're an easy team. Um, The uh, Panthers, on the other hand, lost CMC. um, Really no one else on that um, offense, really. Um, But these last two games without CMC, though, they have been making really um, good, uh, two good games by the Panthers, sorry, these last, without CMC. Um, You think about it, Coming into next year, maybe, what happens to this Panthers team, you know? Can they be a 5 team without CMC? Yeah,
2: no. <laughs> yeah, I think they can. I'm really high on the Panthers. Um, I think P.J. Walker is actually a pretty good backup. Uh, so far, he's been playing pretty good. Uh, he, you know, in that last play, was an absolute dime to D.J. Moore. That was an incredible pass. Uh, and, you know, if any, Pinero uh, could actually kick, you uh, maybe they wouldn't have won, won that game. Uh, and I don't think CMC was that big of a loss for them. They were still losing pretty often with him. Um, and uh, it was pretty good getting that injury-prone running back out of there. As much as Christian McCaffrey was good, he was, uh, I guess, their Achilles heel on that team. <laughs> uh, and, and Deontay Foreman took over. And I'm really high on Deontay Foreman because uh, last year when he took over... Uh, uh, Derrick Henry's job uh, on the Titans, when he went down with an injury he played pretty spectacular and you know, three rushing touchdowns this uh, this week is nothing to uh, laugh about I think he could be uh, an elite running back in the league
1: yeah.
0: um, This next game I want to cover uh, was an absolute blowout It was uh, the Niners and the Rams This game was just all CMC uh, you know the first player since Ladanian Tomlinson, I think in 05, to have a passing, a rushing, and a receiving touchdown all in one game. Would like to mention the regular season, the Niners are now eight and zero against the Rams. Like remember, this is only the regular season, and you know this is another crucial loss for the Rams, and they are now uh as they now fall behind five hundred for the third time this season. Um, you know, again, this was just a CMC game. Fred Warner played amazingly. And for the Rams, Stafford, again, not that great. And uh, Cooper Cup went down, which was really, really bad for them. No one knows how serious the injury is right now. However, if this is serious, the Rams chance and the Rams, you know, only hopes are sort of slimming down by the minute. Cooper Cup is basically their entire offense and losing him is going to be you know just detrimental it's going to be really bad for
1: the Rams yeah the 49ers um you know Debo Samuel did not play that game um and CMC really proved himself you know why I you know um why he got traded in the first place you know to help this 49ers team out um and he did and he proved that um Jimmy Garoppolo had a good game, um, I think 200 yards, um, but you know, don't sleep on this 49ers team, Um, they have a pretty good defense, Um, their offense is pretty good now um, from the beginning of the season, Um, but this 49ers team, you know, I'm thinking um, they should have lost in the first round of the playoffs last year, but that's just me. but the 49ers, um, I feel like they can make a good push again this year in the postseason.
2: Uh, and I, I can't remember if I said it last week, but um, uh, last week when the 49ers had just got Christian McCaffrey, uh, uh, you know, they only had him for about two days, so they didn't really have their plan fully set for Christian McCaffrey and his, uh, his abilities. Uh, and now, uh, a week into having him, you know, the first player since Thomas Tomlinson, as Lucas said, the pass, rush, and receive a touchdown. Uh, and I think Christian McCaffrey is going to be unstoppable on that team if yeah. they use him right. Mm-hmm.
3: If, um, if Christian McCaffrey gets the right role, which we saw, I feel like, here um, in this game against the Rams. Uh, 94 yards, 94 rushing, um, and 55 receiving yards, uh, which is a pretty great game from, uh, Kasson, uh, w- which is, a uh, pretty good from, uh, McCaffrey, uh, but Garoppolo also had a, uh, 235 yard game, uh, which is pretty good, um, but honestly, I mean, if the Rams want to do anything this year, I mean, uh. I, I guess maybe make some changes. I don't know, maybe in the off season. Maybe losing Von Miller and OBJ were pretty huge, yeah. you know, hits to take. Mm-hmm. Um but the 49ers looking like uh, looking pretty good. You know, maybe they'll actually have a winning record and uh, we'll see what happens from there. Um yeah, and the Rams they just don't look the same. Uh this next
0: thing we want to talk about is the commanders versus the Colts. Now, in the beginning of the uh, you know the beginning of the year for this podcast, I was really big on the Commanders. I loved their receiving core with Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson. Now they added you know uh, Antonio Gibson into this mix, and um, I think Carson Wentz getting injured was the best thing that could have happened for this team, as they are now on a three-game win streak. Two of those wins came from Tyler Heineke, and a game that seemed almost over. You know, they were down 10-16 in the fourth quarter. Uh, Taylor Heineke makes a dot. Like, he completes a great throw to Terry McLaurin. Gets him in first and goal, and then they ultimately punch the ball in uh, with the QB sneak. This was a great win for the Commanders. Um, The Colts starting Sam Allinger, I'm pretty sure it is. He didn't look too bad. He actually actually looked pretty amazing. Um, Well, not amazing, but he looked... Decent, uh, good for a backup, I think going forward this would be their their smartest move. Jonathan Taylor had a better game than usual, but you know, just no touchdowns. for any of the superstar players, uh,
1: or the post-star you know, players, which ultimately hurt them the most. Yeah, I mean, this Commanders, um, you know, with Carson Wentz going out uh, for four to six weeks, I believe, Tyler Heineke has I believe they're on a two-game win streak as their backup quarterback um, You know, they're a 500 team now um, You know, I don't think they're gonna do anything for the rest of the season. Um, they're not making the playoffs They're not really gonna do anything um, But I mean, I wouldn't sleep on the commanders. Um, they have capability of beating a team um like, for example, you they can beat the Cowboys or the Eagles if the Eagles don't play how they're playing this season. Um, anything can happen. Um, the Colts, Jonathan Taylor uh, coming back from his injury. Um, no, it's, I was expecting over, uh, not as a good game as he produced. Um, he had a pretty good game. Um, no, maybe he could produce this Colts team to a a few wins later in the season and maybe get back on track to where they were supposed to, uh, before the season started. Um, but I don't know. These, these Colts, I mean, not looking good.
3: Yeah, and Heineke, uh, another good start. Another so Taylor Heineke, uh, having a pretty decent game, I mean... You know, uh, starting for the uh, Commanders, uh, pretty good. I mean, you know, he passes, uh, you know, good passing yards to uh, Curtis Samuel and, uh, you know, Brian Robinson, who uh, actually isn't too bad. Um, you know, I thought coming in after getting shot, you know, would be a little difficult. But uh, other than that, I mean, a one, a one point win against the Colts isn't really crazy. Uh, but then again, I mean, maybe Washington's on to something and I, you know, I have seen the NFC West, AFC East, sorry, AFC East is, uh, NFC East, I keep messing up, sorry. Uh, okay. you know, keep, it's a stacked, it's a uh, stacked division and all the teams in there are really, really good, so we'll see, uh, how the season goes for everyone in there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was another good game from Taylor Heineke. Um, Taken over for Carson Wentz. He's been doing a pretty good job so far. Uh, and uh, it was, a, uh, you know, the Colts really should have won that one. Ellinger had a pretty good game. Um, and they really should have won that, they should have won that one. Uh, the last play on their drive, uh, Ellinger hit uh, Michael Pittman Jr. in stride. Uh, and he would have gotten into field goal territory. But, you know, Ellinger right into his hands. And Pittman just dropped it, uh, and they would have been in field goal range. Yeah, they would have kicked a field goal and won. But uh, I think the loss definitely uh, goes on Michael Pittman's hands. It was literally the win was in his hands, and he dropped it.
0: Yeah. Uh, this next game I want to talk about it's the Chicago Bears and the Dallas Cowboys, ladies and gentlemen. I'm forced to talk about America's non-team. <laughs> Um, Nothing much to say here We have A good NFL team Against a bad NFL team And you know what happens A blowout Ladies and gentlemen now, The Cowboys won by 20 points Three scores Again Dak Prescott Not looking the greatest Through a pick against the Bears Only threw for 250 yards In a blowout against the Chicago Bears. Tony Pollard was amazing, though. Uh, no Ezekiel Elliott for this game. And the most important takeaway I have here is that Dak Prescott, is uh, he's finding his trust and his confidence with CeeDee Lamb. In the first game, we saw that he wasn't throwing it the CeeDee Lamb. He wasn't targeting it to him. And now he's feeling more comfortable throwing it to CeeDee as he had seventy-seven yards, five receptions, and a touchdown, huge in this game. Yeah, and for the Bears, well, I mean, three and five. Khalil Herbert was good. Fields was all right, but ultimately this team is
1: not going anywhere. Even with Chase Claypool, I don't see them having anything. Yeah, I mean, um, as a Cowboys fan, I'm always happy of a win. Um, you know, I think this is definitely a better win than last week. Um, only scoring 26 points on the Lions last week. Uh, should have been 40. Um, then we have another bad team the the week after, and we blow them out. Um, you know, I'm happy to see that Dak Prescott is finally doing something for this Cowboys team. Um, I know he got injured, a thumb injury, uh, earlier in the season. Um... You know, hoping he stays healthy um, so that the Cowboys can maybe make a push in the postseason. Um, I was sad to see that uh, Ezekiel Elliott didn't play. My favorite Cowboys player, of course. Um, CeeDee Lamb, though, had a pretty good game. Uh, Tony Pollard had a good game. Uh, I think, I believe three touchdowns. Um, but, you know, I mean, the Cowboys... I think the Cowboys are going to end up getting second place in that division the Eagles obviously have that division taken care of already still being undefeated um, and you know I mean the Bears just suck I mean there's no really other way to say it um, Justin Fields although he's not a terrible quarterback I mean he has been great uh, earlier in the season but then now it's just the Bears are 3-5 and five. what are the Bears going to do but um, well, let's go Cowboys
2: yeah the Cowboys can't really boast about that win to be honest yes. yeah, the Bears are pretty awful you know. Uh, but you know they're not the worst team in the league because they, they did in fact uh, get a fluke victory against the obvious best team in the league which is the Patriots last week uh, so yeah uh, <coughs> it was a good win you have a good team I can admit that thank you not
0: better than my team, though. Of course not. Of course not. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is from a very serious playoff contender, ladies and gentlemen. This team is now, you know, your new first place team. It is the Cardinals versus the Vikings, and the Vikings. Uh, what what really surprised me the most was that they got five touchdowns, three rushing, two receiving, including a Kirk Cousins rushing touchdown. Kirk Cousins, you know, time and time again this year, you want to slander him and say he's not the greatest quarterback and he's this, he's that. But Kirk Cousins has found ways to win uh, to win games this year. Kirk was not bad at all this game. Dalvin Cook was amazing. Jefferson did what he had to do. Same thing with Thielen. The Cardinals, you know, Murray had two picks. Again, no, really like not much of a rushing offense. They only had uh, 78 yards and four quarters. Hopkins again his presence was felt you know you you, you knew who Hopkins was 160 yards for 12 receptions he was really good this game but ultimately it just came down to the two picks for Kyler Murray and uh the Cardinals atrocious defense
1: yeah i mean the Vikings um they are a good team um i mean Justin Jefferson uh, had a good game um but i mean Kirk Cousins is the real hero in this um I mean people tell me all the time that Kirk cousins is not a real quarterback that he sucks he is uh,
3: doing the opposite he's proving everyone wrong
1: yeah so um Kirk cousins
3: uh, definitely had some game uh, you know to beat the uh, the Cardinals. who uh, actually Kyler Murray didn't have a terrible game losing this one um, it might have been you know the defense uh, but the Vikings, uh, you know, Kirk Cousins also had a pretty good game. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the Vikings have been just absolutely just bombarding through, like, every team except, except for the Eagles. I mean, that's the only team they couldn't get past so far. and They've been going through some very hard competition. Um, so, yeah, this Vikings team, I think, will go far. I think it they will do very great in the playoffs, I don't think, you know anything specific, but I think they'll do great in the future, definitely.
2: Yeah, and this Viking team, this Vikings team is really good, I think everybody knows that. Um, But uh, going into it, the Cardinals were never going to win because, you know, the new Call of Duty came out on Friday, meaning that Kyler Murray was bound to throw for two or more interceptions, Um, which is just what happens, Uh, he's a gamer. Good game, pretty entertaining. Uh, You know, Hopkins just balled out, which is what
3: he does. Um,
2: Yeah, good game.
3: Yeah, I mean, I forgot to mention D Hop had another you know amazing game. I mean, you know, you talk about definitely. I would say definitely a a top three receiver. Um, But definitely uh, him and, and Murray both. You know, Murray obviously throwing two interceptions. You know, not the best, but obviously uh, throwing three. You know, he had three touchdowns. Um, Hopkins has one touchdown, uh, 159 yards. I mean, you know, I think that duo right there. If they just improve on their defense, I mean, that would be that would be fantastic for them.
0: Yep, and this next game I want to talk about uh, was the Eagles and the Steelers. You know, time and time again, people want to make. The comparison that the Eagles haven't played a good team. <laughs> However, you know, end of the day, you still have to come up with like seven and zero. Oh, like, look, seven wins is seven wins in eight weeks, having one bye week. Um, you still got to come through, and again, the Eagles just look dominant on both ends of the football. I mean, yeah, on both ends of the field. Not much to say here. The Eagles are legit. They are my favorites to win the NFC and to come out of the NFC, uh, as they really are the second best team in the NFL behind Buffalo, of course. Because oh, New York was just always ranked supreme over Philly. It definitely is a out. better
1: city, but you
0: know, um, lies. Oh uh, yeah, uh, but no. Seriously, this Eagles team is really scary. They just picked up Robert Quinn, which is also going to be a very very much of a help uh, on their pass rush. As for the Steelers, pick it another game where they are just sort of in the mix. Not much receiving wise The Steelers, you know, you guys are done for. Um, Mike Tomlin's five, uh, at least 500-win team streak is, is basically gone now. I don't see it happening. And yeah, that's all I really have to say about this crab Steelers!
1: You know, um, I just want to say that the Eagles, um, coming out of last season, um, they were pretty good last season. Uh, lost to the Bucs in the wild card round. Um, and I think they took that as a motivation, saying, you know, we're better than the Bucks, and we're going to go... They're starting to become the best team in the NFC right now. I, I mean, they really are the best team in the NFC. Um, but I mean... Look, the Cardinals were seven and zero last season, and they were terrible in the postseason. I'm not saying that the Eagles will have um, a downfall; um, they eventually will lose. Um, they look like they're going eight to eighteen and zero. Sorry, um, but I mean, who uh, knows? Yeah, I mean, anybody can lose. Um, the Steelers, though, at the beginning of the season. The beginning of the season um you were prepared for disappointment um you looked into a disappointing season you looked into disappointing a disappointing quarterback um but i mean the end of the day the eagles are still undefeated uh the only undefeated team in the league right now uh should be the cowboys too but you know those two fluke losses um i mean it's whatever eagles are shame on the team
3: um yeah so Jalen Hurts shuts down Kenny Pickett uh Kenny Pickett obviously has been doing absolutely great I mean you know we all thought he was going to but uh obviously been getting shut down by guys like uh you know um, Jalen Hurts and Daniel Jones so uh you know uh obviously uh you know Chase Claypool actually uh the newest Chicago Bear um who was just traded? Um, he he had a pretty decent game for the Steelers, but uh, looks like uh, looks like they have parted ways. But um, obviously, um, we'll have to see the um, the future for the Steelers team. Uh, and yeah, the Eagles are looking dominant, like very very dominant. I you know I think they'll lose at some point, but it looks like they're on track to have about maybe five losses. That's my pick. Yeah, And I'll keep saying
2: this um, The Eagles are not the best team in the league Their offense is Redundant They uh, It's just the same thing All the time Either Jalen Hurts throws 10 yards in front of him Or he throws a check down or, or they rush up the middle It's the same thing over and over and over again And once they get to a real Like in the playoffs Once they go against a really good defense uh, The Eagles are going to lose they are going to lose. Like, they will have no chance because their offense doesn't look like it's going to change for the rest of the season. Um, And once you take away the underneath routes for Jalen Hurts and you take away that rushing game, you force Jalen Hurts to throw far down the field, um, which will lead to a lot of interceptions and bad play for the Eagles. Um, The win streak will continue, but don't expect them to win the Super Bowl.
0: Fair take, fair take. This last game uh, for Week 8 of the NFL, I want to recap. is the Raiders and the Saints um, time and time again. Raiders slander. I don't know what the Raiders have done to me, for me to slander them, but I just enjoy slandering them. You uh, just got shut out by the New Orleans State Saints. You are now 2-5. and five. Uh, Derek Carr looked awful again. Josh Jacobs was non-existent in this game. Devontae Adams only having one reception. You know, he got so bad for the Raiders that they subbed in Jared Stidham, who I think was on the pads last year. Uh, yeah, and he wasn't much better for the Raiders. Um, Derek Carr is really ruining this team offensively. You know, take aside their defensive struggles, part of that is because they're on the field for 35, I mean, yeah, 35 minutes of the game. Which is just utter ridiculous. Um, the Raiders, you know, this is another team where I don't really know how how much and how far you can go. You know, giving your record now, you know, you're two and five. It has to take a miracle, but you know, I'm not a believer in this team. Andy Dalton did bounce back. Camara had a great game. Uh, three total TDs. One rushing. Two receiving. He did it all for this team. And uh, Christian Alava it's amazing too
1: yeah I mean the Saints um really good in this um you know as I said before the Saints are not a bad team uh Andy Dolan is sure not the greatest quarterback but he isn't a bad quarterback probably put him in top 15 maybe at the most um Kamara had a good game for the Saints the Raiders team probably the most disappointing team in the NFL um You know, you have guys like Derek Carr, who's supposed to be a good quarterback, um, threw only 100 yards. Um, Very disappointing. I mean, how can you throw only 100 yards? Um, You know, uh, they have Josh Jacobs, um, who didn't perform that well. Um, Devontae Adams didn't have that great of a game either. Um, you have to wonder whether or not this Raiders team is two and five. Um, you know, under five hundred—that's that's not good. Um, and definitely this Raiders team was not supposed to be under five hundred. This team was supposed to be over five hundred, in my opinion.
3: Um. Yeah. Looks like the Raiders are, uh, you know, crashing down. Um, crashing like uh, Henry Rogue's. Um, <coughs> unfortunately. Oh, you know, this. Uh, you know. They're a They're a disappointing team, and uh, you know, I, I thought more of them with Derek Carr. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, the Saints blew them out, twenty-four uh, nothing. That's that's crazy. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, the uh, the Raiders are not not them. They're not them.
0: Yeah, they're not that team anymore. And really shows how last year was just a flip
2: yeah and you know sean said that they were the most disappointing team in the nfl and i think that whole division has just been the most uh just depressing really uh, this is probably the most changes i've ever seen in the division um new quarterbacks new receivers um and it was supposed to be this really competitive division where all four of them were supposed to be contenders and three of them are awful and it's the same as before where the same three teams: the Chargers, the Broncos, and the Raiders are the exact same as they were before. They're garbage, and the Chiefs are still kicking with little to no re- receivers. Yeah. Um, and you know it was great to see Jared Stidham coming in, who I think might be the starter from now on. You know, Derek Carr's is pretty awful quarterback, um, but Jared Stidham back up behind uh, Matt Jones and Brady. I mean, this guy's going great. He's going to be the next Brady,
0: obviously. Like Prescott yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, but that about recaps we the game of the NFL. Um, we're going to do our weekly Thursday night picks. However, you know, we all know my three-game winning streak is now busted. Now on a two-game losing streak. But this game I'm feeling uh, pretty confident about uh the Thursday night football game. Is the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Houston Texans. Oh my gosh. In Houston. Um, listen. I take pride in being correct. Therefore, I am choosing the Philadelphia Eagles to win this ballgame, ladies and gentlemen.
3: Uh, nothing much to say here. The Texans suck and the Eagles don't. Yeah. Let's just save some time here. Uh, you know. Eagles, 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 Eagles. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'll be the first one to say it. Just because
2: of the fact that Lucas said the Eagles were going to win, I'll go with the Texans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, and this happens a lot of times in the NFL. You always have the amazing team that loses to that's one true. of the worst. It happens. Um, and just because you said it now, it, it's
0: going to happen. Uh, so, you, you know, know when I'm, I come here next Tuesday and you lose just because you want it to be different... It's gonna put a real smile on my face especially
1: once the Pats lose If their winning week loses to the Texans like that's just said the Texans should be 0-7 right now 0-8 Nah, no, they should be 1-7 well, They, they do not
0: had a tie because they, they missed a kick
3: Because yeah. yeah. they suck The Texans are horrible um, Yeah,
1: uh,
0: well that recaps week 8 of the NFL We'll be here next Tuesday for week 9 and uh yeah, see you